Yeah, it is a Thursday edition. Jack Michael Show coming to you live and direct from our Gunderson Jewelers studio. Brad Anderson in the house. OMG. Oh, my. Gunderson's. Make it easy to say I do. With a custom design wedding ring, Gunderson's Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gunderson's.com. Our question today is coming shortly, and we kind of kick it off. And it's not always sports. Believe it or not, is sometimes it goes off the shelf on that. Some of the the uh, voices you heard in that montage, the final one was Bobby Houck, the uh, coach for the Montana Grizzlies, and uh, he's got it. Everything starts, if I can quote Bobby Houck, everything starts up front with NDSU. And that is Saturday afternoon at 2.30. I heard a little Courtney Eubanks, who we heard from yesterday on the show on that. And uh, go figure, Bradley. Mm. Cat is out, and the Wolves look pretty darn good Shocker. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what world, is the world's largest paperweight? Yeah. What is that? So how many different tweets? And, and you know, whether fair, unfair, right, wrong. You know, might be the first to say that, considering he just bashed him in the play. Chuck Chuck Barkley. Barkley. Would, oh yeah, yeah. They uh, they defended a little bit last night. Obviously, finally, a little balance. So, you know, Ant went off. Well, you start getting consistent numbers like Ant's been uh, mm-hmm. that he can put up. Yep. And then uh, you know, Noel gets what twenty four off the bench. Last night, that's not going to happen every night. No, but, yeah, you'll take it. But boy, especially you, against a Memphis team, it's not bad. They hold. They held a team under 140. <laughs> baby steps. <laughs> baby, baby steps. <laughs> what about Bob? Yes, yeah, baby, baby steps. steps baby, baby steps. steps. Yep. So we'll see if they can turn that in and turn that around against Oklahoma City coming up on <laughs> Saturday night. We do have a busy show. You know, we we've been chatting as getting up for gearing up for the the Minnesota. Prep championships, and, and we heard from Brian Strand this week at Barnesville. Today we'll hear from Tony Soderberg, the head coach of DGF, as Rebels are heading down to take on uh, New London Spicer Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock, so 3A title game. So we'll hear from uh, from Tony today. Carla Nelson, you know, Brad and I were spitballing this yesterday, and you know, after show, and we should have Carla back on the mm-hmm. you know, We haven't had Carla on for a while. And so Carla's going to join us today, too. They have a home date uh, against Tonight. my Minot State, right. and, and when I did games in the Northern Sun, I don't think, and I'll have to ask Carla this, because this is odd, Brad, they're home against Minot State, and then they go on the road. Yes. Oftentimes, you just did home and then home and then road and then road. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is a thing now in the Northern Sun, or for, uh, or, or, or for is, some teams that are maybe more I'm regionally located I'm looking close. at the schedule, and I think it's uh, this is kind of the exception rather okay. than the rule. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so they've got mine at home, and then they go to you, Mary, Saturday afternoon, and then it looks like the rest of the schedule is the travel partners. Yeah. Wouldn't be like you'd be playing Upper Iowa one day in Fayette <laughs> and then back home against St. Cloud. I had a conversation, because I kind of threw out there, you know, now that they've got an odd number of uh, at fifteen, right? Uh, what do you do now? And I just kind of threw out. I just spitball. Well, oh, maybe, maybe UJ, maybe University of Jamestown. But I think they like where they're at. I do think you, they like you, at the NAIA. But you know, over the years, they have. I think they'd have the financial wherewithal to do it. What Jamestown has done has been the ability to adapt, if anything else, yes, right? Right. To to not or, or maybe not even. I don't want to say be afraid because that would imply that other schools are mm-hmm. are not you know brave enough to advance to a different division and go to something. So it's not that, but you're right. I I think if if there were a college that it would renew also at least an old rivalry or two, you know, if that were the case. But like you said, I think they're comfortable where in their well, shoes now. Here's the other thing that I was talking with uh, a uh, colleague of ours last night that called me mm-hmm. and and who is kind of from that area and. What if the the idea of maybe 
splitting the northern sun or just chopping it up in half and maybe have a separate conference. And if you, let's say you took Mary Minot, maybe Jamestown decides to come in that way, Crookston. Moorhead. Moorhead, and yeah, some of those. uh, Maybe northern. Um, Maybe get Black Hill State in the the mix because they're in the Rocky Mountain. Right. Would that be something that would be feasible? that uh, that's an interesting angle yeah I, and have I like a couple of pods of of yeah. Yeah. of regionalization um <laughs> it's such a massive conference i was trying to think you know doing years in the big sky that that obviously grew to a pretty mm-hmm. large conference because uh you know or do you stick with an odd number and maybe maybe not play everybody or you know you, now you have to work around schedules and all yeah. that and and not that maybe maybe we'll throw that at Carla not to expect her to have answers or, or throw out that, but maybe you know maybe there's someone either either you, you one joins or one leaves, <laughs> you know another to, one leaves. I would love to see with football because they've just paid it all conference teams and now with with Upper Iowa, I would love to see if they'd have the ability to have one non-conference opponent. And I would do this just because I would love to see the Cobbers Dragons come back. Oh yeah, that was so right. much fun. Right, because you're right now it's so full. That uh, you're pretty much your conference schedule is your season, right? You know that that's how that's how it works. But uh, Carnival Join is coming up again. They've got the Beavers uh, tonight. I just saw Minot State play the women uh, against Dickinson State the other day, so they look pretty good. Uh, I got a, a feisty guards and and uh, kids that can uh, can shoot from the outside. Coaches relatively new, if not first year, second year. Um, and Carlin in her, what, 23rd season? So it's always good to have Carlin anyway on to, to kind of give us a barometer of the Northern Sun anyway. So busy show with Coach Soderberg and Coach Nelson. My question of the day is this. Um, hmm. Text club is open at 35270. Can I always text in at 35270? And as you know, the last place I visit before I pop into the fan studio is to the, the brain trust that is – Greg, the singlet wrestler, Michael Jordan Bennett, and Cerebral Carl, the uh, three amigos. They're like Ned Niederlander, Dusty Bottoms, and Lucky <laughs> and Day. Cerebral Carl is the, per- is the, perfect, <laughs> the uh, perfect moniker right? for him. Yes. He never loses like trivia. He's got nope. it all. He's, he knows all the IT. If something breaks, he's got it. <laughs> so I, I, and I bring it up today, and I, I'm curious, and within reason, but Brad and I won't name your names if something's bad. Trust me, it's your, your, you can be anonymous. Uh, if you tweet tweet in, <laughs> but maybe for our humor, we would just love to see the response. And it, it stems from something that happened to me last night. So every Wednesday for the last, oh, 34 years, I know, uh, a bunch of us Jamokes gather together and we play this computer baseball league on software that's from the 80s, but it's fun. We draft baseball teams from the previous number. That's what we do. We, it's camaraderie. We make a meal. Kyle Richardson cooked last night. He, you know, it's great. Let me go out to George Ellis, longtime SID, and that's what you do. So I get a uh, text uh, from the former the former missus, dear friend, and 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 the mother of my beautiful children. <laughs> yes. and, and as I'm reading it, my jaw drops because because <laughs> it said, "Need a huge favor? Obviously, I'll pay ASAP, but I need 51 pound boxes of Whitman's chippers." If possible, no pressure. <laughs> fifty-one pounds of fifty-one boxes. Now, I don't know if you've been over. And I was over. I don't know if you've been over there. And they're they're remarkable. It's like the Dots pretzel story. You know, mm-hmm. someone decided to throw chocolate on a potato chip, and it's the biggest thing that you can purchase in the hall. But as I'm reading, I went fifty-one boxes of. Wood. That's got to be two thousand dollars. <laughs> 
you know, take out a small business loan. <laughs> I've got to sell a kidney. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm like, fellas, look at this. Jan wants me to get 51 boxes of Whitman's chocolate chippers. I got a sense she must be giving out to, like, people, you know, gifts, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay. So we started thinking around, and the rockin' SID, I think it was Jeff Schwartz or uh, Schwartz, Schwartz, he goes, do you think she means 51 boxes of Whitman, or does she mean five one-pound one pound boxes? And then the light bulb went off, and I went, oh. The old cartoon bubble came on. <laughs> and I texted, I went, do you mean 51 pounds of, or five? And it went, oh, sorry, talk text. Yeah, yeah five, one. That's better. Five, five, one. Okay, that, that, we can, that I can do it. On, <laughs> that I can do over. That's done. Can, I've already can. bought them this morning and shipped them already. Oh, so boy. So the question of the day is this. The Brad. model of efficiency right over right. there. That's impressive. Like 51, what kind of, what, do I have to buy a dolly? <laughs> To, 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 do I have to buy a different vehicle to put them in? Is this going to cost me fifty thousand dollars to, to get buy a Sprinter van just to <laughs> deliver them? Do I, do I have to bring? Do I have to call Brad to bring the fan vehicle over to load it? So, so I got it done. So I, I thought coming into the studio today, I was asking the boys back, and I said, "What would be a good question today?" Because obviously it was a talk text. I don't, I don't, I don't talk text. Do you talk text or do you? I don't. Tr- I do not trust it. Yeah. So, so that was a mistake on a talk text. So I said, that's the question today. If you've ever, and I'm sure you have, maybe, <laughs> talked text something or sent a text to somebody or received a text from somebody that wasn't meant to you, you sent a text to someone that it was an accident, and what was that text? So that's, you get what I'm going at here, folks. The, that's my question of the day today on the on the show. You get the 35270. There might be... Uh, something there. So I bump into, so Michael Jordan B back there in fraud, he goes, Oof, I've done that. I'm like, what was it? He goes, oh, sent a pic, uh, sent a text to my, uh, my girl who's now his fiance. And the, t- <laughs> the text read, you have a nice, another Bro- word for derriere. Okay. Bump, right? Yes. Problem is, and it was very polite, I'm sure, in how he meant it. You know, it's like, I'm sure it's a terms of endearment shared between the two. Problem is, went to his mom. Wow. <laughs> mom responded, well, I have been working out, so thank you. <laughs> oh, no, well, I, you did give me that elliptical yeah. last day. So <laughs> nice to notice. He said that text was my, and his mom had to be sitting like three feet away from him when she received it. That's off. That's awkward, Brad. That that's 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 one that that's a big matzo ball out there hanging yep. out. You're not sure yep. how to get that. So so Jordan's uh, Jordan said, yeah, that's that's odd when you when you send a text to your fiance and gal that you're courting in terms of endearment, and that text goes to your mom. Either you're either you're sitting reading a, a Sigmund Freud book about you or or you're like, oops, sorry, that was for my uh, thing like that. So uh, a text uh, that maybe you received or sent that went the wrong direction. I did that direction. with email because um, with uh, the with the Wildcats football, I I do some of the stats and mm-hmm. I I basically use my offensive stats and whatever. And 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 uh, Eric Isendorf said we started doing this last year, and he says he goes, "Well, we'll give you a little something extra here if you will do this for us." And I sure. Said, sure. And I, so I send them to, when I get done, I send them to Izzy. I send them to John Freeman, the offensive coordinator. And then I send them to Tom Littman, who is the sports, who is one of the assistant basketball coaches and the SID. Perfect. Yep. 
send the ball, and I, until I realized I didn't send it to Tom Whitman, I sent it to somebody else and said, hey, Brad, thanks for this, but I don't think this was meant for me. <laughs> so you're right, it wasn't. Thanks for the stats. Yeah, thanks for I appreciate that. I appreciate the stats, but I don't, uh, this isn't going to help me any. Whoops. This is doing nothing for me today, but I pre- thanks for thinking of me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's great. I, yeah. uh, we bought uh, Marge, bought Mom a cell phone years ago, a few years ago, and she can listen to us as she is now mm-hmm. probably on her mobile app and out there in Williston. And and, uh, and we had all the siblings, you know, we were kind of seeing if Mom could could text. And, you know, this is new. you got to think about our parents and grandparents mm-hmm. that – that this is, you know, we would be just as not, you know, found. We'd be lost, too, about how the new technology. So it's it's kind of all new. And uh, I remember Mom tried to send a text out, and all the siblings, all my brothers and sisters got it. And it was from Mom, and I went, oh, good, Mom's trying to text. And I saw the thing, went, bloop, and I, I read it, and it just said, there's, that was it. So I'm like, a uh, man with a gun at the door, a bear in the yard. A, <laughs> there's a party going on downtown. Yeah, there's, there's to. what? But I need more. I, it just was. Some more it was just theirs. So that's. Uh, so I, I imagine this happens every day to everybody at mm-hmm. every time. But I almost bought 51 boxes of Whitman's chippers uh, today, and uh, sent that via U-Haul. To, to the capital city, all because of a talk text uh, going on. Uh, it's official college football playoff expanding to 12 teams. So we had a couple news and notes today. Number one is the three-class system, which is big news in North Dakota. And uh, they're right now breaking bread and having lunch served as getting various inputs. I'd imagine bread, and pretty soon all these inputs are going to come together, and voila, uh, maybe today or soon enough when you want to release it, we could see the and return to a three-class just from system. I was really tempted to go out there today because Derek's gone today, and I knew it right. was probably going to be a lengthy. So I was like, I don't know if I can make it out there. And you got a game tonight, and I got a game tonight. You'll be too. in Castleton tonight. I will be in Castleton. Um, so that's what's going on with that, Brad. Unless there's any uh, nothing new. They're just they're they're. It's basically an open forum, and I and uh, uh, I'll give credit here to Ryan Spitzer from the uh, from the forum, who's uh, one of their prep writers. Right. This is my favorite of the responses. Uh, this was about not. About 45 minutes ago. 15 have spoken, 13 to go. Okay. Uh, one of the board members, Andrew Jordan, I believe from Wilton, has requested a restroom break, so we're taking five here before open floor continues. Okay, so you got the bath. I didn't, I didn't factor the bathroom break. We needed a potty break. Okay. <laughs> but, but wait, there's more. It has been requested some folks move their vehicles for incoming lunch crowd at restaurant next door because they had it at uh, I believe it's the American in Valley City and I okay. think and I think I've eaten at that restaurant that is next door so that is so North Dakotan right that there. is that is so local like okay we got to get an input he's what okay we'll wait could somebody please get- but but it sounds like you know I think there there have been some uh, some people that have said uh, this is moving fast here and uh, I think. Why are we the uh, I think the the majority has spoken that they want the three classes, but I think they just there's a lot of feeling is this is not a perfect proposal. And I don't think there's ever going to be a perfect proposal. Um, but I think there's some people kind of saying, yeah, can we maybe take a step back and take the 1000 foot view here mm-hmm. and see, you know, if we're doing this, how we're doing this. If it doesn't pass, Brad, I'd imagine there would be some schools mm-hmm. that that would be. Well, that are adamant that it does pass. Yes. Let's put it that way. Yes. There has been uh, one superintendent threatened a lawsuit if the three-division plan is not approved. Okay, so that that would be, yeah. So I'd imagine there are some schools that are adamant that are 
that are that are fully entrenched into a three class system because in the in the equity of numbers in the state, this would play well for those particular institutions. Right, yes, I would say right? there's a lot of them that are like that. Yeah. So yeah. So I'd imagine that. Uh, okay. Well, we'll we'll see how that that plays it. Uh, plays itself out today and let you know as that as that goes you guys are 740thefan.com uh for uh up-to-date information and scores and and what have you please use it brad the college football playoff officially expanded to 12 teams during the 24th season you like i do yeah i think it's long overdue no automatic playoff bids in the four-team system under the 12-team system the field will be composed of the six conference champions ranked highest by the selection committee and the six highest-ranked non-conference champions. The 12-team format will allow access for at least one team from the group of five. I like that. So now you've got that, the Cinderella, you know, it's certainly not the NCAA basketball tournament where Mm -hmm. Cinderella's tend to happen because of the way that basketball is set up with automatics and whatnot. But at least now you look like you get that one group of five in there that doesn't have to run through... Like the hurdles aren't as high mm-hmm. as it was, so I like that. So yeah, so someday maybe it's a Coastal Carolina, or, right? Or a could, James Madison. Could you imagine? Maybe NDSU. Who could knows? you imagine? Yeah. You know, pick I mean, your FCS team yeah. or, or pick your FCS team sure, that goes yeah, to a, whatever, a, a right. group of five mm-hmm. uh, that goes to FBS and puts themselves in a spot from a, a group of five that could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a question. Um, for twenty four and twenty five, the four quarter final and two semifinal games will be played. At rotating bowl sites, next in twenty four, the quarterfinals will be the Fiesta, Peach, Rose, Sugar Bowls. With the semifinals, the Cotton and Orange. Twenty five, the Cotton, Orange, Rose, and Sugar will host the quarters. Fiesta and Peach will host the semis. And this is kind of what we we've been talking about before, you know, because we got to still get those sponsorships and those those bowls that we've come to know and love, you know, with having their own identity, but now just built in as they are to a to a tournament format. So you still garner the dollars and everything, the mm-hmm. pomp and circumstance of the bowl itself, and it still has meaning uh, through a tournament structure. So we like it. I do. All right, thumbs up. Yep. Thumbs up. Absolutely. Tony Soderberg uh, is uh, joining us next, head coach of DGF. Uh, let's see if we can get her done against New London Spicer. Carter Nelson coming up second half hour. And uh, if it wouldn't that be odd if someone texts us for the question of the day text and actually – Send it to the wrong person. That'd be a funny thing. Uh, three five two seven zero. We'll talk about it next. Coming up today, it's the Jack Michael Show at seven forty. The fan rolling through a Thursday edition. Jack Michael Show. Brad Anderson in the house. Derek would be here, but he is en route to U.S. Bank Stadium as Barnesville kicks off their title uh, tilt uh, tomorrow at one. DGF Saturday at one, and we certainly are pulling for. Uh, Rebels and the Trojans, and maybe they could they could pull home two championships, Brad. Maybe they can do that. That'd be awesome. Tony uh, uh, Soderberg is the head coach of DGF, and he joins us now today on the Jack Michael Show. And first of all, Tony, congratulations on getting to the uh, title game. And I can only imagine that the uh, that the fellas are uh, got to be pretty excited for playing playing for a championship, right, Tony? Well, you know, there's a there's a saying: uh, "Act like you've been there before," and uh, so we, we don't know quite exactly what that looks like. So, to say if they're jacked up or nervous, I'm not sure. Uh, all I've known is we've had a, a, a the last three days, good days of practice. We're going to review a little bit and uh, have a walk through, and one more practice on Friday, and then uh, yeah, then the boys get to go out there and show the state of Minnesota what they can do. So, um, I'd say they're slightly nervous, but you know, they're they're 
we got an experienced group who's been through a lot. So I'd say it's going to take quite a bit to really rattle them, and I don't think they'll be rattled at all come Saturday. With the extra week off, uh, with the Prep Bowl being pushed back to this weekend, did uh, that maybe help a little bit, or is that to maybe add to the nerves a little bit for the guys and maybe for you too? Um, it, yeah, it's definitely a hurry up and wait kind of situation, but, uh, you know, that, that extra week we used it to, uh, let the kids, uh, heal up and rest a little bit. We told them Thanksgiving, you go with your family Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and enjoy it and whatnot. And we came back Sunday night and had them in the classroom and went through the game plan and we did practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday now. And so today is just a little walkthrough and, uh, yeah, I mean, would we like to play it the next day? Yeah, probably. But uh, we're just trying to enjoy the process because, hey, we get another game. And so, yeah. About that fun. about that process, Tony, Brad and I talking off air. And, uh, you know, leading to this one, is it, we talked about you going through a gauntlet, improving yourself each time. What are you finding out about your team, whether in the, in the win against Esco or the win against Fairmont? What are you, what are you finding about your team here late in the season? Um, I... I just got a bunch of kids that believe in each other. They work their butt off. They're hard-nosed, physical kids, but they're also, you know, we, we, we don't have any egos on this team. They care about each other. And, uh, yeah, you know, when, when when times get a little tough, they rise to the occasion. And they, they've done that, you know, all year. Uh, yeah, the playoffs have been tough. But, uh, yeah, regular season was tough, too. We were in some adverse situations where, uh, each time we were able to come out on top, so this uh, speaks to the character of the kids that we have. Yeah, it kind of bo- it kind of bubbled over really from the end of the regular season. You had to come back and beat Holly at a tough one with uh, with Detroit Lakes, and you had a you know it came down literally to the final seconds against East Grand Forks. I was there for that one, and it just kind of carried over. But I just give your guys credit. It seemed like they've just made plays. I go to the Esco game, and for a team that likes to run the football, and you're good at running the football, probably. the <laughs> One of the bigger plays of the postseason comes an 85-yard touchdown pass from, uh, you know, Owen Leach can certainly throw the football, and he had to in that game, but he just, uh, you know, that's just not how you guys are wired. You're you're going to be power football both offensively and defensively. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, kids step up. Um, geez, I'd say Owen Leach, he's made, a, I think the last four games, he's made a pick. Yep. <laughs> a couple of them big picks to to steal some games for us. So, yeah, you know, big kids rise to the occasion. Yeah, against Esco, uh, yeah, they, they completely committed to taking away the run game. And when you do that, you lean your, leave yourself vulnerable to some big plays. And we were able to make a couple big plays there. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it just kind of goes back to as long as uh, at the end of the game we got more points than the other team, it's been a good, good day. So it's kind of where we're at and what we're trying for. A couple of minutes remaining with Coach DGF taking on New London Spicer again that Saturday at 1 p.m. U.S. Bank Stadium. I'm curious, Tony, what the uh, – I knew this in North Dakota, but what, what's the rule on, like, film exchange in, in Minnesota when you're prepping? Is um, is there a rule? What is that, Tony? It used to be a little vague, but about four years ago they changed it to where, you know, especially with technology and being able to share stuff over the Internet uh, – that we have every single game from New London Spicer that they played. They have every single game we have. So, um, you know, then that's been true throughout the, if you make the state tournament, whoever team you're playing, they send you all the games and you send them uh, yours. And okay. yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, our coaching staff, uh, 
we've watched a lot of film. And it's been pretty cool to see, you know, teams from the south and from, you know, up north. And you just kind of get to know the teams as you're watching the team you're going to play. So, yeah, we've watched a lot of football in the last four weeks. So, yeah, I got to. We'll probably have to take our wives out for supper when this is all <laughs> That's exactly right. Absolutely. Whatnot, so. Been a lot of football yeah. widows, I'm sure. Um, scouting reported New London Spicer. I know they beat a pretty good Watertown mayor team that, uh, you know, and they come from that corner of the state where uh, they're playing some Wright County Conference teams. And, uh, um, yeah. yeah, just a scouting report we've seen in the Wildcats. Um, well, they line up uh, kind of like us. They line up double tight, um, and then they'll have one wide receiver out sometimes or most of the time. Uh, that wide receiver is a pretty good wide receiver. Um, and then they they like to run at you. Um, they like to run blast and a little bit of trap and toss and then throw it up to their wide receiver. So, you know, they don't do a lot, but what they do they're good at. And I, you know, admire that and uh, try to have our teams be like that where, you know, we don't do a lot, but what we're going to do, we're going to be really good at it. Um, uh, and then on defense, it's going to be a little different because they, uh, it looks like they play man coverage, which, you know, we don't usually see a lot. So um, they'll put nine or eight in the box and uh, expect a couple kids to cover uh, some kids one-on-one. So, you know, anytime you have see that, there's some different ways you can, take advantage of it but also that means running the football is going to be a little tough because they're going to have an extra guy down there mm-hmm. um so yeah they, you know they're a well-coached team they're in the state championship for a reason just like uh we are and uh, it's going to be a physical game yep mm-hmm. uh, first uh jordan summers uh finalist for mr football and that uh that says a lot uh, considering the talent through up and down the classes but uh, what he's done over two thousand yards this year on the ground uh just a you know, just just compliments what your team has done uh, to get down to the cities. Yeah, no, and, and you know, Jordan's been a big part of it, and I, and I, I believe that getting some eyes on that committee for this uh, to watch him in the Fairmont game to just see how you know you know yards are yards, but how good of a running back he actually is uh, got him into that top ten finalist. But you know, he's doing that because he's got offensive linemen that are providing them some holes and. Uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's a tip of the hat to him, but it's also a tip of the hat to the the team and the people he's on the field with. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Top ten in the whole state of Minnesota. Pretty impressive. That's crazy. Pretty impressive. Uh, about uh, Tony, get back to the film study. You hear Tony's voice while he's a great coach with a great staff, and it's X's and O's and all the film he talked about watching. And you know, Brad and I and, and Derek Hans were chatting with Brian Strand of, of Barnesville, who obviously is in action too. So we're all you, you've got fans on all sides of the state here and and, and rooting for you in DGF. But but curious, and you know your team, Tony. It's always fun to talk to coaches because you know what what inspires them, what lights a fire under them, and and all of that, and and all that. But do you on on Saturday when you get to U.S. Bank, um, do you let them look up, see the lights, breathe that in for a second, and then just say, "Okay, now do, do you go back in? Is there a win one for the Gipper? Is it win one the community kind of speech? Or how does this team respond to you? And, and how will you present the moment if if you even need to uh, on Saturday? You know, I, I, for me, I always talk about how, you know, on a typical week, you know, Monday through Thursday is the coaches' times. Or, you know, that's when we're going to put in the game plan and then come Friday night, 
it's the kids' times. You know, we shouldn't be out there coaching during the game. We should just be, you know, rooting them on and letting them go out and have fun. You know, play hard. You know, don't make it too complicated. Let them play fast. Let them play physical. Uh, and more importantly, it's their time to have fun. So come Saturday, it's going to be the same message. It's your guys' time. You've worked your butt off. You've earned the right to be here. Go out and have fun because, you know, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game. Never been here before in this situation, but win or lose when the season's over. So, you know, for me, I'm going to tell them to go out and have fun and enjoy it. That's a coach you want to play for, Brad, right there. That's, that's it. That's the message. Well, I got to say, you you guys, uh, there's nothing fancy about what you do. You keep it simple, and I can I can see that uh, just you know just from some of the comments here as well. It's just you you guys do the basic stuff very well, and uh, it's a you know, and I think about too when you you started with that program, uh, Tony. That you know it was it was back when you were in Double A, and you had you know you had Hawley and you had Barnesville, and there was Pelican Rapids. There was always kind of somebody standing in the way, and then you got bumped up to three A and. Um, that might have been one of the best things for you. Oh uh, yeah, it, it, it's uh, you know, it is what it is, and uh, yeah, we've had a lot of success, and so for whatever rhyme or reason we've had, but you know, main thing is we've had great kids, great kids that come in and work their butt off, and they're physical, and you know, great attitudes, and yeah, it, it helps helps with coaching and it helps with having a successful team so the uh, last thing i have for you coach is the uh, uh what kind of following uh what have you heard from from parents or relatives or maybe they've got some people down in the cities that are going to come what are we thinking what, what's going to be the dgf contingency in the in the in the stands oh you know besides getting texts from people i i, I haven't even really I'm, i don't even know if i'll look up in the stands during the game i guess you know <laughs> right, I suppose. we're so focused with uh practice and getting ready that you know i mean it's it's a bit of a grind uh so yeah i'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people down there and i think they got a fan bus or two i I, but uh yeah i know it's 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 focused on the game and yeah locked in locked in the pig's gonna fly one o'clock at at u.s bank tony we're in your corner uh hopefully you can feel that too a lot of people rooting for you even on the north dakota side of the ledger so man alive uh, go out there and as you said have a little bit of fun. Have a little bit of fun, and we'll yep. uh, we'll hopefully get a chance to catch up with you on, on the flip side. All right? Thank you. Tony Soderberg, head coach, DGF, joining us today on the show. Uh, Jack Michaels, Brad Anderson here. Uh, Brad, 1985 wasn't DGF, as you know, then. It was Glenn Felton, and they yep. uh, took down Zimbrota. 38-14, the Class C title game in 1985, a year prior, fell to Harmony in the Class C title game and took second place. So the mid-'80s, obviously, uh, Glendon Felton uh, reached that title mm-hmm. game, won it in 85, but now here is DGF. As Tony mentioned, this is this is the first for this. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what your gut tells you. You've called games and yeah. in, in the state of Minnesota too, Brad. Well, it's been a while, but yeah. It's been a while, but New London Spicer, usually it's, it's a good pocket. That community has produced some. Well, in that section, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of football, you know, Albany and kind of go up ninety four there. Albany and Melrose. Albany has been good for a long time, but I think Piers is in that section, mm-hmm. and they uh, they've won prep bowls in the past. And uh, yeah, so we'll see because I that program. I remember when I was I was down there wasn't very good for a while, and I think they won the state title in late two thousands, like oh nine, I think it was something like that. And 
Um, I'm just thinking of the Zilstra name because they're from mm-hmm. where they're they're in that. Yep, they're from New London. And I remember when I was calling NDSU, it was a, a TT for three. Taylor Thunstead. Thunstead was That's a three right. point uh, good player. Uh, Mark's Mark's person, well, I guess. It's been a basketball. It still is a basketball school with Mike Dreyer is one. Oh yeah, four thousand games as a head coach. That's, that's right. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah, like when John Wooden was live, going, yeah, I've done okay. But have you seen Dwyer's numbers? And <laughs> yes, you're Mike right. Dreyer, yeah, Mike, Mike Dreyer was has been around forever. I, I can't remember if, I, if he finally retired or not, but he's there forever. Uh, Carter Nelson's won a few games in her uh, span too, and she's got a good club this year. I'm sure the the bar has been set high for the Dragon Ladies and and the men for that matter too. Carla joins us coming up next. They got a home day tonight. Nemzik uh, wants you to get out there and support them. We'll chat with Coach Nelson coming up next on 740 The Fan. Got to make it our way through a Thursday afternoon. The Jack Michael Show, Brad Anderson. Jack Michael's here in our studios in South Fargo. And tonight, uh, we'd like to see you pack that Nemzik and uh, get a doubleheader of basketball. The Dragons are at home against Minot State, and, and and really so because a lot of times, you know, whether we Carlin and his coaches take their teams on the road sometimes, sometimes they you know, little destination-type games, and, and it's always good when they return home, and I'm sure even for coaches and players, they're jacked up. And Carla joins us today for a couple of minutes. We thank her for the time on short notice. How you doing, Carla? Long time no talk. How are you doing, Carl? Uh, I'm good, Jack, and uh, hopefully you're doing well. Yeah, yeah. How was your summer? Good? Yep, summer was really good. Uh, I took a couple big trips, went to Portugal and uh, went to Brazil, and, um, you know, got to experience uh, some pretty cool stuff. So, yeah, I had a really good summer. Wow, I knew you had a good recruiting budget. I'm just kidding. That was <laughs> watch like next I three wish. next three years will be like six foot ten girls from Lisbon, Portugal on, car, on the Dragons team. Uh, well, that's good. That, that's good to see. Brad and I were just talking, kind of excited about this team of yours because uh, there just seems to be some pieces here. That I mean, and and told right out of the gate, uh, you went down and had a, just a knockdown, drag out tight game with a very good Northern State team out of the gate, Carla. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing is is we had scrimmaged um, UND and NDSU and got to experience, um, you know, definitely different types of games. And I think the biggest thing entering this season was we just didn't really know what we did well and uh, just how our young players would react. And I think right now we're in a situation where, um, you know, our veterans are playing well and Olivia Skibble, our addition from NDSU, is playing very well and doing a lot of good things. And then our freshmen are, are really doing what they need to do to help us win basketball games and, and at least be competitive. And, um, you know, so the future looks bright in that in, in that area. Does it take long at all to mold this? You talked about it. So you get a D1 transfer. You've got some true freshmen. you got some existing veterans that know what, what the program is all about, what you demand of them. How long does that process take, Carl? Is that done in a week or two of just playing basketball together and now they're ready to go? Well, you know, I don't pay a lot of attention to um, kind of the, the youth part. Uh, you know, I just kind of approach it, you know, got to get ready and this is how we do it. And I think whoever is able to, to adjust to that process is probably going to play a little bit more as a freshman. But, you know, it, it also really starts veterans, you know, like Peyton Boom, Mariah McKeever, Natalie Jens. Um, you know, when your veterans are your hardest workers, and it, it's kind of a little bit easier for them to lead when they're, when you have, 
you know, three really good kids, your best players are your hardest workers. And uh, you just tell the freshmen, do whatever they do, you know, for the most part. Sure. I, I know that, that you obviously travel well because you, you performed well on the last road trip. As I mentioned, it's not uncommon. Yeah. Teams find places to play. And you went out to, to Winter Park, Florida recently and, and, and beat Rollins College yeah. and beat Holy Family. So uh, as much as that's fun for everybody, let's not kid ourselves. You're 18 to whatever, 22 years old. It's good to be where the sun is shining on your face. But you're also there to play basketball. So it's like you balanced that out well and came back with two wins over the Thanksgiving holiday. You know, that was huge. Coming off that Northern loss, uh, you know, we lost to Northern in Aberdeen by one. And I, I don't really think both teams played particularly well. So we had to sit on that for over a week and go heading down to Florida. You just don't know how teams are, are going to, you know, adjust when you have a majority of your rosters, freshmen and sophomores. So I thought, honestly, we played really well against Rollins, um, shot the ball extremely well. And I just thought overall played together really well. And then Holy Family, a little bit different, a little more experienced, uh, very well-coached basketball team. Um, you know, I was pretty worried about the game just because of their uh, ability to run the high post offense sure. and just us not having that familiarity. Defending that, and, you know, honestly, we, we played really tough to start the game. Uh, Holy Family made a run at us, cut it to two. And then we finished very strong, which as a coach, you, you don't like to give up a lead, but you, you know, I think the pro was that we finished really strong and our, our leaders played really well. And then our bench really played well. So um, just really good team effort, but certainly coming into the ninth game against Minot, I am concerned about uh, just our ability to recover from that trip and be ready to play a, a conference game, which is notoriously really tough in our league. Sure. Carlos, was kind of obviously it was the one trip because you had some teams come here. You had Central Missouri and Rogers State come here a couple of weeks yeah. back. But uh, um, how far out do you have to look for a schedule like a holiday tournament like that, or do you kind of have to shop around a little bit? There's imagine a little bit of strategy in trying to put that together. What, you know, that not for what little non-conference uh, games or opportunities that you do have. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely tricky. Um, you don't want to wait too long and. Uh, if you wait too long, you might miss an opportunity. Uh, we tried to get something organized in Vegas, uh, and unfortunately we weren't. And then we, we came across this Rollins uh, tournament, and I thought, you know what, we'd never played down, you know, Rollins, and we'd never played Holy Family. And, you know, the, the coach at Rollins, he's legendary, 37-year coach there. And I thought, you know, what a great experience that that would be. Um, and you're also looking for, you know, what – can you get as a guarantee because, you know, a trip like that is over $20,000. So mm. it's, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of, you know, fundraising and things like that that have to go into that because we're not funded to take a trip like that. So yeah, you're always looking for what are some of the extras? Uh, logistics are a huge thing. And then of course, to, to maybe get into some warmer weather is always a plus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's no question about let's, that. Let's, car. Right, let's not kid ourselves. That that's that's good no. too, and and good for you, and good for the good for the program. That's that that's great. I caught Minot State the other day. I was running through the dial and and caught them. I think they, it was Dickinson State. I believe they were playing in the, the, the half. It was just a 
uh, maybe a 30 or 35, whatever. They ended up winning by 30-plus, but I think Dickinson State made a run in the second half. But obviously saw right. some things there that that, uh, that Minot State does well. They, they were dropping shots down. It looked like they got to the 10 a little bit. I've always been impressed since Kennedy Harris was in high school, just her motor <laughs> with the ball in a nonstop. So wh- where's the attack coming from tonight against the Beavers? What are the challenges, Carl, against Minot State? Well, they are going to be a little bit smaller than us. They they run a little. They run probably an offense with four guards. I mean, that's my guess is that how he would probably play it. It's similar to the Dickinson game. He's probably not going to change much. And, you know, we'll have to be able to to you know defend the arc and you know run them off the line a little bit, but yet not give up easy layups too. So, you know, the other thing is he's going to make it a little messy. Yeah, they do some different. You know, they change up their defenses a little bit, and we'll have to do a good job of handling that. And, you know, on the flip side, you know, they're going to have to defend us. And I do think that we caused some mismatch uh, problems for them, as they do us. So it'll be interesting to see who, which team is able to execute well enough and take advantage of those mismatches. And, you know, when it comes to conference play, you know this, Jack, is, Anything can happen on any given day. It doesn't matter what league it is. When it's conference play, it's just kind of its own beast. So you have to be ready to play from the tip. And those lights get on. You don't know who's going to go off at that. You're right, right on the money with that. I, I bumped into a couple of your, your girls. I was over watching uh, the Carvers play, and I bumped into Natalie Jens. Who I, she had come off that 24-point performance against Northern State. And then Taryn Johnson was sitting chatting with Taryn's dad a little bit, too. And I think Brad would say this, too, because Taryn Johnson, you know, comes from a, a wonderful program. Mm-hmm. And I think for the last two years or so, I'm thinking, boy, how is that? That body's going to translate to the collegiate level. And she's wherever, whoever's lucky enough to get her, she could be someone that really could be a force and, and work. And and you start her, for goodness sakes. And, and, and it doesn't shock, I don't think, anybody that – that followed her, and then Jens is from Beaver Dan, and I know a couple players in there are like, that must be a hotbed for basketball in Wisconsin. <laughs> She's like, so I was, I was really impressed with Natalie, but how has Taryn, uh, you know, obviously you must uh, trust her uh, to start her in you know, a Carla Nelson program as a true freshman coach. Yeah, I mean, I, I trust her a lot. I think that, you know, the, the awesome thing about it, first of all, she brings great energy. Like, the kids does not shut up. So, I mean, I love that. She's always talking. Um, and, you know, the other quality that she has, she just never gives in. I think there's going to be kids that she's going to play that are maybe quicker, maybe jump a little better, uh, but she never gives in to, to any of that stuff. And she continues to battle. And, um, you know, I think the more that she plays, the, the more she adjusts to the speed of the game, the more she understands that she's going to have to you know, maybe in an area, get a little quicker, you know, do all those things. You know, she's going to be very difficult to guard in the future. Um, you know, but right now she just really plays a, a steady role for us at that five spot. She rebounds the ball. She works hard defensively. Great teammate. Um, just, a, a, you know, I love coaching her. Comes from a great program. Uh, just a winner. So how can you not? You know, love that kid and play that kid. Yeah, I like your team, Carla, and and I just uh, yeah, yeah I, I do. I, Brad, I mean, you and I looked at this and I said, boy, that's a, once. I know you're not where you want to be now, but I tell you, if if they can just uh, lock in and buy into the the script and, and and just play that tough brand of basketball, this could be a really 
fun season for the Dragons and the Northern Sun, which is, I know we don't have enough time to get into this, but the news of Upper Iowa, Carla, how does that affect you? And and I know that you don't have to tell us, you know, who should be added, who's going to be, but, but, you know, when you saw that news, Carla, this, that, or another, how did you take it? You know, I wasn't surprised. I think uh, Upper Iowa has been looking for a long time to, to leave the NSIC, looking for a better fit uh, to increase their enrollment, to entice, you know, more student-athletes to their, their campus. And I think for them to go south was probably really wise for the NSIC. I don't see it as, as a, you know, hurting us. Sure. Um, you know, I, I think that Upper Iowa has always been an outlier and not in a bad way. It's just their right. position. and. Uh, you know, I yeah, I think the league right now is looking at, you know, um, doing a study to see what schools might be offered uh, an invitation to join. And, you know, maybe we don't make that invitation right away. I, I don't know. I do know that it is going to cause some issues with some scheduling. But yet, you know, I think you just have to be flexible and, and do the best you can. And I, you just don't want anybody joining the league. But do I think that Division two uh, leagues are going to be very fluid. It's fluid across the country. So it's certainly going to be that way in the NSIC. But we have a strong league. It's one of the best leagues in Division two, and we'll remain that way. There's no question. And the numbers are still extremely strong on that, too. And I know we're out of time, but oh. I have you always done a, a home and away with Minot State and you, Mary Carner? Has that, a bit, has that been in recent years? It's just recently. Okay. I'm not a big fan. No. I'm not a fan. No, I, I looked at that too. And I'm like, oh, that's odd. That's that's a strange thing. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, not, it's the way the schedule is. <laughs> when we have an so, extra podcast, I'll deal with it, Jack. I'll deal Carla, with it. when we start a new podcast, we can go into more detail. <laughs> detail. <on that. laughs> well, I'm glad you got. I'm, I'm glad you got over to Portugal and had that in the summer. What a great experience uh, for you! And uh, yeah. it won't be the last time we chat. And we, you know how we we love having you on. So thanks for thanks for joining us today. Yeah, you guys, thanks for having me, and have a great holiday. Yeah, good luck to you, Carla, tonight. Good stuff. Thank you. You bet. Carla Nelson, head coach of the MSUM Dragons, joining us today on the show. 23 years, Brad, and, uh, you know, think about that. Uh, girls that played for her, uh, under her uh, as a head coach, mm-hmm. that were, say, 18, you know, they're in their early 40s now that, that probably have children of their own and going back yeah. over there. So you think of the generations that she has coached. And uh, so I'm going to back off, like, projections of where the team is but at least right now, it appears you know they've got they've got the moldings. You know, Skibbles no slouch. That's, yep. a, that's a good yep. addition. She stepped right in there, and yeah. So. I didn't bring up the Megan Rubes and the and the Addie Wagner's when yep. she gets healthy from her knee, and right. the McKeever's there, and boom, and the Taryn Johnson and Adley Jensen. This this is a team that's they're gonna make some noise. Yep, good regional talent there, right? They're gonna make some Absolutely. noise. Absolutely, good stuff. Brad, what do you got tonight? What's the over under uh, tonight on Maple Valley Maple and Central River Cass. Central Cass, uh, yeah, yeah, Central River, Cass, right. the kind of the preseason number one. Maple River, I think, is an up and coming team. A lot of good young talent uh, in Region One. It'll be uh, interesting early uh, early matchup. About seven seven and change. Yeah, probably about seven thirty ish. Probably the tip off. So seven fifteen pregame. Boom goes the dynamite. Uh, stick around. Common Man is coming up next on seven forty. The fan.